Welcome to Opening the Door podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today you'll hear a conversation I had with Marin. Marin is a medium and we chat all about her spiritual awakening and mediumship journey. She shares a lot of great stories that I think you're going to love. And within all of these stories, there's so much to extract, so much good wisdom to get in there. And then also toward the end, we talk about doing mediumship readings, what that means to us, and you know, some hurdles that come with that. So I think you're going to love this episode. Enjoy. Today, we're welcoming Marin to Opening the Door podcast. Marin is a speech pathologist, a mother of two amazing boys, a wife, and a developing medium. She recently discovered her intuitive abilities while seeking spiritual healing and shares her experiences on Instagram at Making of a Medium and co hosts a spirituality mentorship series on YouTube at The Healing Heart, spelled H A R T. Her goal is to empower individuals to find their inner divine connection and begin their own transformative healing journey. Welcome, Marin, to Opening the Door. Hi, Haley. Thank you for having me. Happy to have you on to chat through your own experience and like how it's affected your life and, and all of that good stuff. So my first question, super general, what I ask kind of everybody is, tell me about your own journey. Where did you start and how did you get to where you are today in your practice? Okay. So I grew up going to church loosely and I had like very basic spirituality concepts. Like I believed in reincarnation. I believed in the whole We're we're kind of like journeying through life and like our sins are not sins that would take us to hell, but they're like lessons to be learned. So I had those like basic concepts down. And then when my mother-in-law passed away, um, I was kind of always kind of interested. Like I loved, I loved the days that what was the medium that would go on Montel, Sylvia Brown. I would love like the days Sylvia Brown would like be on Montel and stuff. So I was like interested, um, but that was like as far as it went. And then my mother-in-law passed away um, just before COVID happened. And like the spring, I guess a year before COVID, the spring before COVID. And I um, just kind of wanted more answers. Like my husband was very inconsolable and I just felt like I didn't have the words to say what I needed to say to help him. And so I started kind of like reaching out and like understanding more about spirituality. And it was like, I would go on YouTube and one spiritual spirituality video would like lead to another spirituality video and whatnot. And I just kind of started learning and then COVID hit and, you know, it was so stressful and I was already making like great, like lifestyle changes. And I know that kind of has, you know, something to do with it. Some people kind of go the lifestyle route. Some people don't, but I was like, eating healthy and like into organic products and like really kind of living this clean lifestyle and looking for more like natural alternatives to, to the things that like we, you know, have, like, I didn't want to take medication. I wanted to find like the natural route for that and things like that. And I, I didn't realize that all of this has to encompass in spirituality. And I was like going down these different paths simultaneously, not realizing they were all connected. And so you know, you think mind, body, spirit. So it's like my body, I was doing this whole, like, I want to cleanse my body and keep it clean and organic and whatnot. 
and in spirit, I was trying to find this healing for my my mother-in-law or for my husband because of my mother-in-law. And then spirit, I started meditating and I didn't realize that meditation was like spiritual at all. I heard it's really good. Again, I'm going down this healthy route that it's really good for anxiety and all. And, you know, it's like COVID right now. And I just, I actually had this dream where I woke up, I had this like very vivid dream where I was like sitting amongst all these like green plants and I was meditating. And in the dream, I felt so incredibly peaceful and relaxed. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to begin meditating. (laughs) And, and I, I just like started doing it and uh, had no idea that that even that that was probably like a precognitive dream and that that was a dream given to me. I had no idea. And um, anyway, so I had, I was doing all these things. I was learning about spirituality and meditating and doing yoga. And I would start to notice like when I would meditate that I'd become like really dizzy and I didn't know why I was dizzy. And I, I mean, I would be dizzy forever, like, like an hour afterwards or like a half a day afterwards. And I'm like, I don't think that that's normal that you like meditate and then become dizzy. What I didn't realize was that I was raising my vibrations when I was meditating and my body wasn't used to that. Another thing was my um, solar plexus would open up and start sensing spirits and things. And I would get really like, I would feel like I had anxiety. Like I would feel like this pit in my stomach, like I had anxiety. And, um, and I would think, oh my God, like I didn't have anxiety before. And now I'm meditating and I have anxiety. Like I thought it was the reverse. Like I didn't know that was supposed to happen. And, and so I was like, oh my gosh, like, what is, what is going on? And I would have these like rushes of like energy. And then all of a sudden I started like seeing orbs out of the corner of my eye. And I was like, oh my God, like, I think I've got a brain tumor or something. I'm seeing these like white white specks of light everywhere. Like, it's like you're seeing stars, but they're like, not the way like stars shift when you like, you know, have that blood pressure shift. It was, it was different. And, um, and so I went to the doctor and I got, I was like, I'm very concerned. I'm getting dizzy and I'm like seeing stars and, (laughs) And I'm very worried. Like, and so she did a like little, it's like the 20 point, I think it's 20 point or 12 point. I'm not sure. uh, Like neurological inspection that you can do in the doctor's office. And she was like, you're fine. I'm like, okay, just, just wanted to make sure. And then I started hearing my grandmother's voice, uh, both my grandmothers, I started hearing their voices. And I was like, am I just imagining that? Or did I just hear that? And I'd be like, well, why would I imagine that right now? Like, I'm not thinking about her why am I hearing her right now? And so then I was kind of like, okay, something's going on. Well, it all kind of came to like a fever pitch when on my 36th birthday. So on my 36th birthday, I, um, at the beginning of, I'll tell you this. So at the beginning of COVID, which would have been like a year, a year prior, I, was I had my grandmother gave me her necklace when or my mother gave me her necklace when my grandmother passed away so it was passed down and I wore this necklace everywhere I wore it when I graduated college I wore it through the birth of my children I wear it 
a word on my wedding day. I wore this, I wear this necklace like for every important event. It's like my most prized piece of jewelry that I have. And I was doing a, um, a mediumship reading and I wanted to, I, so on my spirituality quest, I found out that mediumship can be very healing for grief. So I found this medium on the internet and I was so worried that she would be like a scam on the, on the internet. So I booked a reading with her first and then I booked a reading for her for my husband a week later to connect with his mother. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just connect to my grandma. You know, like I didn't feel like I really needed it. It was really like a vetting situation. Yeah. <laughs> but I wore the necklace because I'm going to be talking to my grandma. I want to wear this necklace. So right before the reading, I went to go put my necklace on and it was gone. I couldn't find it. And I was panicked because I, well, I wore it everywhere and I hadn't left the house in like a month or two because of, we were on lockdown and I was so worried that I had lost it like pre COVID and that I just, since I wasn't wearing necklaces, like I had lost it two months ago and it'd be like gone from, you know, right. the world at this point from me. And so I was terrified. So I went to the mediumship reading and I was like, well, I got a question for you. Where's the necklace? <laughs> And, um, my grandmother was there and she actually, she was the one that brought it up. She was like, she's talking about a necklace. And I was like, oh my God, I lost it. And she said that you'll find it and not to worry. And I was like, okay, well, meanwhile, I did not find it. And we ended up moving. We lived in Arizona and we ended up during COVID moving to Indiana. I looked everywhere for my necklace. I like checked every pocket of my pants. I took my, of every pant I ever owned as I would pack it and put it in the box, I would like check it. I checked all my purses, every pocket and every purse before I would put them in the moving box. I took out part of my jewelry box like 20 times. I took, my husband was like, ah, oh, surely in there. He looked 20 times, it wasn't in my jewelry box. Like, you know, I checked every cushion of, like I, the entire house was scoured because we were packing. I questioned every mover. I was like, did you see a necklace? And they were like, no, ma'am, we didn't see a necklace. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to go back. I, we moved back home. I'm from Indiana. So we're moving back home. And I was like, oh my God, I've got to go back home. And I've lost this necklace. Like, I feel so ashamed that I've lost this, you know, that my mom entrusted me with. And I can't believe I've lost it. And, um, and then when we came back here, this medium that I saw, she was, fantastic. She's amazing. She's the one that I do the, um, the spirituality mentorship series with on YouTube. Um, so we actually became friends and, and have a good relationship now. And I had another reading with her and I was like, I still can't find the necklace. And this is when everything is coming to a fever pitch. I, I'm starting to see orbs now and I'm, I'm hearing my grandmother and, and I'm feeling like, like pulsing in my ears and, um, I'm getting the high pitched buzzing noise. And so I'm telling her all this, I'm like, Oh my gosh, all this is happening. And she's like, you're having a spiritual awakening. Like your, your body is like your chakras are aligning and you're raising your vibration. And these are all like, you know, spiritual awakening symptoms. And I was like, Oh my God, what is this? Like, I need to know more about this. And then I said, I still can't find this necklace. I'm so concerned about this necklace. And she goes, let me tell you something. She goes, when you she goes, you've lost this necklace for a reason. And when you find it, 
it will be for a very important reason. She says, not to worry. You will find it when the time is right. And so I was like, okay, thank you. But I'm still like, I've moved. There's no way I'm going to find this necklace. Right. Yeah. Anyways. So the morning of my 36th birthday, I say a little prayer and I'm learning about manifestation and like how, like you can like ask for things. And like, if the, if it's too, if the vibration is too dense, like you won't get it and you have to be okay with asking and being willing to let go and like having that vibration. And so I'm like laying in bed the morning of my birthday. And I said, Nana, the birthday present I want more than anything is to find your necklace. And if I don't find it, it's okay. But I really want to find your necklace. And that would be the greatest gift I could get. So my kids gave me breakfast in bed. They were so cute. And then I kind of cleaned it up and I went to my closet to get ready. And I was like, I'm just going to look in my jewelry box one more time. Okay. I've looked through it a hundred times. I'm just going to look through it one more time. I open it up right on top, not buried in a corner, not tucked under something right on top is my necklace. And it was wadded up in a ball and it was rocking back and forth, like moving, like legitimately, like it looked like to me, you know, those shells at the beach that like the waves come and then they're like at the top and then they kind of like rock themselves back down into the sand. They kind of have like this writhing motion. That was the movement it was making wadded up in a ball on top of Holy all my shit. other things. Yes. That it was is- amazing. It was the most unbelievable thing still to this day that I've ever seen in my life because I knew that she had put it there. I knew in that moment she had taken it and she had put it there. And then I mean, to see it, like, I just, I was like beyond anything you could ever imagine. My husband happened to walk in my jewelry box is kind of behind the, um, the door. And so I'm sitting there and I've got it. Well, I didn't have it in my hand yet. I'm sitting there and I'm just like watching it like rock back and forth. And my husband comes in and my mouth is like wide open and I can't speak. And he's like, what, what is it? And I was like, uh, 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 and he's like, what is it? What? And I scooped it up and I was like, look. And he was like, oh my gosh, where was that? And I said, it was in my jewelry box. He goes, I've looked through your jewelry box a hundred times. I said, I've looked through my jewelry box on a hundred times. He goes, well, where was it? I said, it was right on top. And so to me, that was the moment where I just knew like, oh my gosh, my life has changed spirituality, spirits, everything. It's real. It's so close and tangible to us. We just don't even realize like, how does that, ha- I mean, how does That's that That's amazing. Happen? Oh my gosh. It's like, it's like unbelievable, but in a, like this way that is like the way you experienced it, there's no other thing it could be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Incredible. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Wow. So I say that that was like the beginning of my spiritual awakening. And, and shortly thereafter, um, I found like, and I was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to learn more. Like this is real. So shortly thereafter, I found a podcast and they were like, oh, we're having a mediumship one-on-one class. And I was like, oh my gosh. And they were like, it's for people that are, you know, little to no experience. No, don't worry. You know? And I was like, oh my gosh is this for me? Is this like what I should do? And, but it just seemed so like, it was like, boom, boom, boom. Like, you know, everything happened. I found the podcast. They had the class, like, you know, everything was happening so fast. It seemed like it was like 
meant to be. But I'm not a medium. Like, who do I think I am to say that I'm a medium, that I can do this? I'm going to get on the class and I'm going to fail and look like an idiot. And like, I, who am I, you know? Yeah. So I, I said a prayer and I said, God, if this is my path, please help me manifest the money for this class. Because one, that will give me the validation that I'm going in the right direction. And two, there is no way I was a stay-at-home mom at the time that I can say, hey, honey, can I have some money to go take a mediumship class? Because I think I might be a medium. <laughs> right. So, so anyways, I said the prayer literally the next day. I got a notification on PayPal that I had money in my PayPal account from like two months ago that I had randomly not known. Like, you know, how do you get? a random email from PayPal saying, Hey, two months ago, you put this money in your PayPal account and now you've got it. And, and I asked actually, um, cause I did like, I'm a speech pathologist. I did a little bit of work, um, on the side. And so I was very good about like clearing out my PayPal account. That's where I like got paid like on a monthly basis, at least on a monthly basis, I would clear it out. And so to have money in there from two months ago, like that makes no sense. So I was like, Oh my gosh it's meant to be. And, and that was like for half the money. And then that following weekend, my husband, we had just moved and I did speech therapy out of my home in Arizona. And then obviously moved here. I have no clients. So my husband's like, we're going to sell your speech pathology table. And I was like, no, no, like, I don't know if I'm going to see clients. Like I'd, you know, like I might start seeing clients again. You never know. And he's like, it's just taking up space. You're not going to see clients. Like if you start seeing clients again, we'll get you a new table. But this right. is like, you know, this has no home. We need to get rid of it. And I was like, no, 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 no. Well, that weekend, he's without knowing, without asking or telling me, he sold my um, table on Facebook Marketplace. And I was like, you sold my table? I was like, how much did you sell it for? It was the exact amount left I needed to pay for the class. And I was like, oh. Okay, that's fine. I just I get the money, <laughs> and um, and so I had the money to take the class, and I that's was amazing. like, oh my god, I'm set. But still, like you know, the voice in your head, you're not good enough. You're gonna fail. You're gonna, mm -hmm. you know, and but then I feel like, but I manifested this money. I got exactly what I asked for. Like it must be a sign, and you know, and you just kind of like the voices in your head, like you're not good enough. I should do it. I'm not good enough. I should do it. Um, but I decided that failing was not the worst thing. Actually not doing it would be the worst thing because then I would never know. Failing yes. is like next to worst. <laughs> and yeah, being okay would be the best. So yeah, it's just, you never know unless you try, right? So I signed up for the class fully expecting to fail. And I like actually did well, like shockingly, like, and I kind of blew myself away and had no idea that this was possible. And I am like as normal as normal comes. I didn't, I didn't own a crystal. I didn't um, like, you know, own tarot cards. I like, I just literally like, there was no, you know, I'm just like learning and if you were to ask me, oh, that's the other thing too. Like, I am not intuitive. There are those people that are like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. Or I've got a bad feeling about that. Or, um, 
oh, I saw that in my dreams or like what, that was not me. I was like, literally, I have no intuition whatsoever. If you were to ask me, I have no intuition. So for this to happen was just absolutely mind boggling. And, um, and it's kind of been this amazing, 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 one more time, roller coaster and like, um, just like, what is possible? You know what I mean? It's like, yes, there's this tiny little speck that I thought was possible. And then this just has blown it open. And now I just know anything is possible. And it's just incredible. Like it's yeah. so incredible. I love that you mentioned that sort of like your spiritual awakening or your sort of getting, just trying to get answers came from you trying to help someone, trying to help your husband. I think that's really cool. That's something that I haven't heard before. So I think that's kind of a unique part of your story. I love that you were like, okay, like where do I turn to? And I think that is a really cool, you know, we all have something that sort of triggers they're either doing more research or this feeling or like something like that. And I think that, I mean, obviously death is a hard trigger to have for this type of thing, but what a cool thing for you to just be trying to help somebody. And then this yeah. whole new world well, was opened up to you. Yeah. And that's kind of, also what made it confusing because like you would Google, like, am I having a spiritual awakening or what is a spiritual awakening? And the dark night of the soul is like attached to it where like something like really terrible happens to you. And then you kind of like, I guess, seek spirituality. And I'll be like, well, nothing like, I mean, I'm very, very, very sad that we lost my mother-in-law. Right. But it's not my mother. So it didn't carry the same weight. And, and so I was always like, but I didn't have like something horrible happen to me. Like I never went through this like dark depressive stage. Like, am I having a spiritual awakening? And like, it's funny, like on our show, it's kind of what we talked about is like, it doesn't have to be dark. It just has to be like a catalyst and like the dark night of the soul sounds so ominous, but it really, it's just this catalyst that brings you to this point of spirituality. And yeah, yeah, so I, I do feel really fortunate. I feel like that's kind of like been my whole thing is that I just want to help people Mm -hmm. and you kind of see that time and time again through my story. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. What we're talking about your spiritual waking a little bit. What did it feel like? So we heard kind of like a lot of stuff that you did during this time, but what did it feel like to you? Did it feel like this huge upheaval? Did you have worry, fear, doubt, or did it feel really good the whole time? Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So pre like the necklace, pre the symptoms, like the beginning stages of, of my spiritual awakening were like very blissful, like things had new colors, like things. So I, um, I used to do this boot camp class at my workout gym. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then when my mother-in-law was sick, it was like, I just needed to process. And so I would listen to the spirituality or, you know, whatever I could find, like some kind of spirituality thing. And I would uh, look, I would get on the treadmill instead during my workout time. And I would like, look out onto this, um, like nature preserve. It was like a whole glass window. Really beautiful. I don't know why we left Arizona. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Anyways, so it was like, glass wall and then looks out on this nature preserve. So all the cardio machines look out at this nature preserve. And I just remember like just seeing things I never saw before, like just the birds and the way they would walk and the way they would sing and like 
the little rabbits and like it just the whole world came to life in in a very cohesive connective way like it was like everything you could see how everything was connected and not just like you're the birds you're the rabbits you're the trees you're the sky it was like everything was connected and it just brought like color and awe and I think that's it too and I I feel like that is what is when you raise your vibrations it's like just gave me that feeling of like awe you know and like peace and so like every and it felt so good felt way better than a boot camp workout and so every day I would be like okay I just want to like feel that feeling again because it felt so good and so I'd put on my spirituality show or whatever and I would just like just take it all in and, and I think that's what I was doing as I was raising my vibrations. Cause it just felt so I, I know 100% I was opening my heart chakra and it just, it, so the beginning felt incredible. And then I did the mediumship one-on-one class and I realized I had these abilities and all of a sudden you just like it, it, it even from like taking it, like, I, I think I went through such an emotional growth which is often not very uncomfortable to go through emotional growth, right? And like, even from just the inner voice and like the battle, like, can I do it? Can I not do it? Can I do it? Can I not do it, right? And it was so uncomfortable to like take that leap and like sign up for the class and then to sit with my first partner and and be like, oh my God, I could fail in front of this total stranger. And she could think I am like a complete, like weirdo wannabe, like whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so just like that uncomfort is just, oh, it was so uncomfortable. It's so strong. Yes, it is. And you're like, oh, like every week it was like, I loved it because I couldn't wait to like see what the spirit was going to say and what I was going to pick up. And then it like, so the way they do it in the beginning class is that you, you kind of meditate and you see what you can get. And then you present your results to your partner. And so it was like, I couldn't wait to meditate, but then I would like dread presenting my results, you know, and you're just like, ugh. and anyways, and then at the end, so I did a one-on-one and then I did the advanced class. And then at the end of the advanced class, my neighbor, this is the craziest story. My neighbor back six months prior, her mother passed away and I didn't, we had just moved and I, I didn't know her very well. So I just put like a box of cookies on their front door and said, I'm like, so sorry for your loss, you know, and gave her the cookies. Six months went by, never heard from her, you know, like whatever, didn't care, didn't need to be acknowledged for my act of kindness. Finished that mediumship 101 class and she sends me a thank you note with a picture of her mother on the thank you card. So like at that point, it's like, all I needed was like a picture to like instantly connect to the energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm looking at the thank you card. I see the picture and I'm like, oh my God, I feel her. (laughs) It's like, I feel her. And I'm like, I'm like, what do I do? Because I don't think that, you know, like they kind of teach you like the ethics, like you're really not supposed to like channel if someone's not wanting a reading yet right. here I am. And I'm getting this thank you card six months after the fact, I feel like maybe that's a sign I'm supposed to do a reading. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. And I told her, I said, this is what I'm going to do. I will take all your messages and I'll write them all down. And that will be my part. But your part is you have to get her to be, because again, I have said hello in passing to her. Okay. I'm not friends with her. 
I don't know more than her, like first and last name, like she is a new neighbor, right? So I said, you have to get her to be on her front lawn doing nothing. And if I see her on her front lawn doing nothing, I will go up to her and I will tell her these messages. And so literally from that night for like the next week, it rained every single day. And I was like, okay, I don't have to say anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then like the next weekend, it was the most beautiful sunny day there ever was. And I was taking my dog for a walk and I walked by and she's like, and I was like, Hey, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm just sitting here doing nothing. And I was like, Oh, you are. And she was like, yep, this kid went here and that kid went there. And so I'm just enjoying the day sitting outside. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my gosh. I love how she used the exact phrasing. Yes. Amazing. I was like, Oh, I've got to say something. And I just remember like feeling like I was going to puke, like just absolutely puke because when you take these messages in, it just sounds like your own thoughts in your head or like your own ideas or your own memory. Like it's so in you. It's so weird. It doesn't feel like a physical experience. So you feel kind of crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so like, I, that was like the moment where I go, oh my gosh, I did not expect this. I was so excited and so like ready to be like, here you go. Like, you know, like Teresa Caputo, like here, right, this is right. what your dad's saying. And everybody's happy. Yeah. And everybody's happy. And I'm so confident. And like, I'm going to like heal everyone. And then I like came to it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Like literally this is a neighbor. Like if I fail this, like she's going to think I'm a freaking crazy neighbor. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah lots of fear, lots of fear there oh for gosh. sure. Yeah. I was like, I said, I feel so anyway. So I said, Hey, I've got something to tell you. I've got a notebook. I'll be right back. So I go into the house, I get the notebook and I come back out and I just like read like line after line of the different images that I saw and things that I heard and whatnot. And it was pretty incredible. It blew her away. And and then like me, of course, I'm like, wow, that didn't quite, you ha- you create a story with like what they're telling you. Like you think it's going to be this, but it's really like that, you know, once you tell her like what it is. And so anyway, so I was like, oh, I got that. And I didn't get it wrong. Like the vision was right, but my interpretation of the vision would be wrong because I was creating a story that obviously I knew nothing about, you know? Yep. And, but anyways, and so I came back in and I was like, oh my gosh, my dad, my husband was like, how was it? And I was like, I feel like. I got an invitation to like a Hollywood pool party, but only none showed up. Like I felt so awkward and so vulnerable and so scared. Yeah. That was nothing, nothing like I expected anyways, but she was very thankful and, um, and we got over it, but yes, no, it from bliss to like that, oh, painstaking growth and mm-hmm. uncomfort is the feelings that I have felt through this journey. Yeah. I feel like I can totally relate to that. Like the beginning for me felt like I felt so plugged in. Like you said, I felt really plugged in. I felt like I was getting signs a lot from my guides. I felt that really like, I don't know, it just felt like pink and fluffy and sparkly and connected. And I absolutely loved it. And yeah. And then when you sort of get deeper, that almost feels like the upper crust of it, right? When you get deeper and you start that's really when the ego comes in is like, when you start working with people, I found the same thing. I was like, 
sometimes even now when I'll do a reading and they respond so great to it, like the connection is amazing. The connection is clear. Everything is working the way it should. Sometimes even now, after I get off zoom, I'll walk out of this back room I'm in now and just be like, that couldn't have been real. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so crazy. So yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Like that, just that the ego stepping in and just, I don't know. I don't want to say the logical part of our brain, but I think like the, the conditioned part of our brain that has been sort of conditioned to not believe or not want to, and, and like not stepping to the space can be really strong sometimes. And it can, it can, it can yeah. just like really awkward and hard. Well, yeah. And that's what it is. It's like growth is uncomfortable. Like if you think about like a tree and like when a tree grows, they have to like break out of the soil and that has got to be uncomfortable. Right. So you have, so if you are, if you are living in a place of comfort, you're not growing. It is that, that uncomfort that makes us grow and it is not fun, but (laughs) but it is necessary, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, totally. What about, and you touched on um, your mother, your wife, you've got two kids. When you started going through this and you started doing the classes and stuff, how has your family reacted to your spiritual awakening and you doing mediumship? So my, that was, oh yeah. So I remember (laughs) the first person I told was my dad. Well, I told my husband, I told my husband, he was definitely the first person I told. And he was just kind of like, what? Like in it. I think it was hard for him to process. Like, he was just like, are you kidding me? Like you did that? Like, that's amazing. But he kind of was, he's been with me through the whole journey. So like, it was different versus like my mom, my dad, my sister, when I told them who have not been with me on this journey, I think that was like complete shock. So I told my dad and he was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. uh, Medium. Yeah. Like, I had a medium come to a party one time and, and she just was, you know, telling everybody and people couldn't believe. And they thought I was like telling her secrets. And, but he like, basically kind of like relayed me to like a party trick, you know what I mean? And I was like, Oh, whoa, 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 no. I've had this humongous spiritual awakening. I feel so connected to God. I am not a party trick. I am like, you know, this, I don't know what I am, but yeah, like a conduit for spirit, right? Yeah. It feels absolutely the opposite of a party trick. (laughs) Yes. It feels so, you know, I would say religious, but I know it's not religious, but you know what I mean? If it feel, I feel more like a, um, a priestess than a magician or, a someone you're going to invite for a party, right? Like, yeah, come for me for, for counseling, not for entertainment, please. Anyway. So, um, so that was really funny. So then like a few I don't know, weeks or months later, he was like, so what does this have to do with God? And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, well, that's how I connect. You have to connect through God and source. And, um, and when you connect, you feel the love of God. And it's just this really amazing spiritual um, thing that happens. And so he's kind of like on board now. And now he's always like, what do you got for me? What can you tell me? What did my people say? What did, you know, like, so every time I see him, And, um, actually one of my very, so when I was like hearing my grandparents, so I had told him the story and then, um, I had made dinner plans with him to go out to dinner with him and his wife and my family. And right when I hung up, I heard my grandmother say, I'll be there at dinner. And I thought, I just made that up. 
And I said, if, if that's really you, then like, what's going to happen at dinner? And I saw this like very full um, dark soda, like a Coke or something, very full spill over onto carpet. And, and I was like, okay. And we went to, I met my dad for lunch be- between the time she, we made our dinner plans and like the dinner was that Friday and we went for up to lunch like that Wednesday or something. And I was like, okay, I wonder if something's going to spill. And like, everything was wrong. Like there was tile on the, on the floor and we ended up sitting outside. So then that would be the concrete and everybody ordered waters and like, it just didn't make, and I was like, wait a minute. Like I thought, and then I was like, well, she said dinner. She did say she would be at dinner. So like, you know, don't rush it. But I kind of completely blown it off. Like I just made that up. That was like an image that came to my head and I'm completely making this up. So Friday comes and we go to dinner and we're all sitting there and it, I was with my kids and we're just rushing to get them to, you know, it's just, I'm not thinking about my grandmother at all. I'm thinking right. about kids and dinner and whatnot, but there's carpet on the floor, you know, like everything. And um, this table, like, you know, like sometimes they have like the booth that goes along the wall and then why, well, I don't know why they do this, but they put the table so close together and you almost yeah. feel like you're eating with the table next to you, you know? Yes. <laughs> so the people at that table had a very large dark soda and it spilt onto the carpet between our tables. And I saw it and I literally almost passed out. Like I, I just went pale and my dad was like, what's wrong with you? It's just a spilt soda. Like, who do like, why are you so upset about this? And I was like, oh my God, Mimi showed me this, like she's here with us, you know? And he was, that's awesome. My gosh. So yeah. So, so my dad's kind of, he's into it now. And of course my mom's like, you get it all from me. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and then my sister, she was so funny because when I was going through my spiritual awakening, I was like telling her like just about spirituality and how it made so much sense to me and blah, blah. And she goes, that's fine. You can be into that. Just don't buy any crystals. And I was like, I know. <laughs> my sister's so, she's a lawyer. She's so like that brained. Yeah. And anyways, and I was, oh no, I don't have any crystals. No, no, no. Anyways, after I did my first reading, I, I did my first reading and I go, oh my God, I think I'm going to have to buy some crystals. <laughs> and so I told my sister, I was like, I got some crystals. You'd never believe what would ha- what happened. And I told her the whole story and she just couldn't believe it. And she's like, I think I need some crystals now too. (laughs) Love it. There's always little ripple effects. I think when you, or like when anybody starts doing this work or sort of like gets a little bit more into their spirituality and stuff, I feel like there's always kind of this ripple that happens with people around you who, I don't know, they, they either start to want to understand too, or yeah, they'll get into the crystals too. There's always some like nice common ground to be found, which I like. I don't know why this information is so like secluded from the general public. You know what I mean? Like, it's Mm -hmm. just so like, and it's so weird. It's not even really connected to like the, even the religions, like kind of like shun it, which is so crazy or like they've got their own version and yet they don't, it's so bizarre. And so, but then once you see it and you see how it works and you understand how energy works and it all makes so much sense, Mm -hmm. you can't deny it you really can't deny it. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. It's like, once you start, and that's actually one of the um, main things that um, really, so I was going through the spiritual awakening and my husband was so depressed because of his mother and we were in a really bad place. He was just really not taking any consoling. You know, he was like, 
you don't know what I'm going through. I'm going to shut you out. And through my spiritual awakening, one of the meditations I did, they said, you can't change other people. The only thing you can do is change yourself and they will be affected by your vibrations. And, and that's what I did. I, I was like, okay, I'm focusing on myself. I'm going to change myself. And it has rippled. My husband has now had a spiritual awakening and my children, like we talk about spirituality and I'm so excited for them to live a spiritual life. And um, my mother now talks about it and my dad and my sister and like, it just has rippled, just like you say. And I'm sure it's rippled upward too um, for all the spirits in our life. Like I'm sure my mother-in-law is absolutely loving the fact that we get to talk to her whenever we want. And my grandparents get to like make their make their presence be known at dinners. And so um, that's so amazing. I like have goosebumps as you were as you're saying that because that is so. I don't know. I'm like speechless, you know, it just feels so <laughs> incredible. Like, yeah, you're right. It, it really opens up and like it ripples, like we talked about, but yeah, it just sort of opens up this new layer of communication and this like new layer of energy that you can access, which is so cool. And I love that, you know, your family has, has come around to it like that because yeah, yeah. I think it only makes all this stuff stronger and it makes you I think stronger as a mediumship or a psychic, whatever you want to call yourself, because you have that support, you know, which is yeah, so, so helpful feel. to have. I know. I, I am so blessed. Like, you know, you hear about the people with the dark night of the soul. I kind of sailed through that one. And then you hear about the people that are like shunned from their families because of it. And I really sailed through that one. And so I do feel like really blessed that this has just been such a positive experience. And and I just yeah. want other people to, to know about it. And to- yes, me too. That's like one of the reasons, yeah. like, obviously that we're both doing this podcast episode right now is sort of giving people access and encouragement. Like if you don't have the family there to con- encourage you, giving people some sort of access to other people who, you know, might know what yeah. they're going through or can, you know, just help them along yeah. that pathway. What are some, what are some ways that you sort of work through like tough emotions that can sometimes come when you do this work personally or when you're reading somebody. I think there's a lot of, you know, there's stuff that can come up during readings that, that are that's tough to process for yourself or your sitter. And, you know, like, obviously we talked about like all that sort of that doubt that can creep in and all that stuff. What are some ways that you work through those emotions and stuff like that? That's really hard. Are you talking about like when you get a sitter who's had a hard situation and they come to you? Yeah, And that's really the hardest because, um, you know, I always like funny, I, um, there's so many misconceptions that I, even I had, I thought I'd be doing this and I'd get all grandmas and it would be all, you know, happiness. Cause that's what I was contacting was grandmas, right? Like right. I just thought it was going to be happiness. Can't wait to see my grandmas. It's awesome. And then, and even like spouses, I'm okay with spouses. Like, you know, but it's the children. It's the children that are really, really, really hard. And I just want to do them justice. And I want to like, I want to like bring them forward. And I don't want them to like teeter on belief. Like, is he real? Is he not real? Is he there? Is he not there? She there or not there? You know what I mean? Like, I want to like really do them justice. And so that, that is really, that's a really hard one. Um, And I feel, I feel like that's like one that I struggle with too, because I feel like even sometimes like I I just had a reading the other day and it was the woman's daughter. And it's like, I brought through her aunt 
perfectly at first. And then I brought through her mother perfectly at first. And then she's like, and now I want to speak to my daughter. And I just went like, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't like, I'm so worried that it's yeah. going to be good, you know? And uh, so I just like, I, I think what I try to do is like ask them, like, I love when they can share memories. I had this one mom, she lost her son. And it was like, he just kept sharing memories. And like, by the end of the session, like at the beginning of the session, she was crying. And at the end of the session, she was laughing because of all the like happy memories that um, she shared. And um, so I feel like the end, I had another guy and he did the same thing when he just kind of shared the memory. So I feel like sharing memories is like a really good like way, but you know, the spirits lead the session. So whatever whatever they choose to bring forward is what they choose to bring forward, but that's hard. And then at the end of the day, yeah, you kind of, it's this really weird mix of feelings because you get filled with their light and you feel really light and like lovey, but then you're like, oh, that person lost this person, you know, lost this person. And that's really sad. Like, so I try not to, I try not to think about it. I try to just say like, I'm doing good. And like, that's, you know, the bad's already happened and now I'm doing the good. Mm, Yeah. That's a great way to look at it for sure. Yeah. It can be hard to deal with sort of the, yeah, I think uh, throughout this process of really getting deeper into mediumship. Yeah. For some reason I've had some readings where I connect with people with all sorts of different pasts that are part of history, you know, just like all this stuff. And I'll, I'll end, you know, the session will end and I'll just be like, well, I never even realized that that was a possibility. You know, there's so many possibilities with who, you know, who people will come to you to connect with. And yeah, that's definitely something I've been learning or like not learning, but realizing recently Like, there's just, I mean, think of all the people in the whole wide world of history and uh, yeah, it's, you know, there's I know. a lot to be said there. I, f- I felt like too, that I just can't like judge a situation either. Like, So you have to just be like so open-minded about everything to be able to like bring forward the personality. So I had this like one guy, I had this beautiful woman show up and she just looked so vibrant and loving and like, just like she could go on Sesame Street. Like literally if she interviewed for Sesame Street, she'd be hired as like one of the people. Like she's just so like innocent and just cute and like vibrant. Like she's just so adorable. Anyways, so she, I get on and I'm like, well, I've got a man here. And like I said, like one thing, and she was like, oh yeah, that's my ex-husband. And I'm like, okay. And I said, and I always say, what do you like to do to like, I feel like that's like a really good, like validation question, you know? So I said, what do you like to do? And he goes, smoke dope and ride in cars. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot say that to this lady. Like, and so I go, oh, well, uh, he's saying that, um, he likes to ride in cars and like, did he smoke? <laughs> and she was like, well, not cigarettes. And I was like, okay, yep, we got him. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. Ah, know? I know. Sometimes it does feel like, should I say this out loud? <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, And that's like, that's your ego stepping in being like, this can't be, you know, they're not like every grandma you connect with isn't going to be this like beautiful, rosy baking woman. Some grandmas or any other person that you connect with is maybe they might be a little rough and tumble. Like maybe they weren't the perfect picture of a father or a mother or a grandmother, you know? And I think that's yeah. always it's I definitely wanna, something like, to remember. Yeah. Yeah. I want to take like either like a writing class or like I need some kind of like 
my vocabulary, I want to improve upon because you'll get this person and you're like, I wish I had the words to bring you back to life because like, how do I describe your voice? How do I describe your like physique? How do I describe your demeanor? How do I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and the more like vocabulary you have, I feel like the better you can bring them back to life rather than just be like, I mean, he's kind of bigger, kind of taller, kind of shorter. Yeah. Or, you're so right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I just, love the idea of ta- of doing like a writing class or some sort of creative class to expand vocabulary. I think that is a really cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think I was trying to explain to my mom the other day. I forget what we were talking about. Um, like accents. Um, for me, I feel like I'm really good at pinpointing accents, but some people it's just not their strong suit. And she was saying like, well, my mom, she's a little more skeptical. She's supportive, but she's skeptical. And she was kind of like, well, if they can't get the accent, doesn't it kind of just mean that they don't have the person? And I was like, I don't think necessarily that's true because some people just don't know accents. And so if they just don't know, they're not going to know, you know, you know what I mean? So, well, I think it's like, I think it comes in as a thought, right? And so I always, I'm a speech pathologist, but I always like relate like learning this as um, like learning to hear with a cochlear implant because really that's the exact same thing, right? You get like these pulses of energy and that's, that is the um, sound waves hitting the device. And somehow your brain takes those pulses of energy and starts to formulate like sounds out of that. And then your brain has to take the language center of your brain has to take those sounds and turn it into language. So, and comprehend it. And like, that's the same thing our brain is doing with the spirits. So it's like, they put something in our brain and maybe the first time we hear an accent, we hear it like, like a Southern accent, even though they're like, you know, English or something, but that's because they've like, our brain hears there's something different and we go accent. This is the closest accent or the most, you know, accent we hear all the time. But then the more you do it, I think then the more your brain can sort out what accent it is and whatnot. And I feel like that's the thing with like images, like you'll get an image and you'll be like, Oh my God, he looks just like, you know, my uncle Paul and they're not, or like, it looks like this actor right and you're like okay like your brain like took that image and like computed it into like a certain way and it's not exact yet but the more you do it I think the more it will become exact because that's what our brains do yeah oh yeah what a great analogy for that I think that's super helpful why do you think that mediumship work is important Ooh. well I think it is super important for grief 100%. I wish everybody had this tool, you know, it's funny. I was actually like in church and, uh, all of a sudden this spirit man came and sat down next to me and he was like kind of taller, gray hair, wearing a red sweater. He definitely like, you know, passed of like a stroke. And I like leaned over to my husband, leaned over to my husband. I was like, there's a man here sitting next to me. (laughs) I don't know what he was. And, um, and I helped like test spirits over to the other cross spirits over to the other side. And like, it's very difficult for me to tell like who's a spirit when they're just randomly coming to me, who's a spirit and who like needs to be crossed or like needs something. And so I like gave him like a little light ball orb for healing. And I said, I don't know if you need to be crossed or not. You don't seem like you need to be crossed, but I'm just going to put this here for you just in case. And he said, I don't need that, but you know, thank you. And, and he left through it. And like literally two seconds later, the pastor goes, my dad passed away just this past January. And I was like, 
all be. I bet you anything that was his dad. And I was like, I wish so bad that this was more open because I would have loved to gone up to him after the service and been like, your dad was here and he was supporting you and he heard everything that you said, you know, because Mm -hmm. like he talked about how hard that was for him. And, and I also have no idea if that's his dad or one of the other 500, you know, people that were in the um, audience, if it was their person, I don't know. So I have to do a little Instagram investigation. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I think that it is so important for grief and it's so important for um, understanding how energy works and how the spiritual earthly realm, like the universe works, right? Because yes. oh, that's like the other thing is just, as they say, once an object is created, it can never be destroyed. Yeah. Energy. That's, that's a universal principle, but yet we yeah. like say like, oh, that doesn't happen with spirits like or ourselves. Like that yeah. doesn't make any sense. You I know. know I right. Mean? Like we are energy. The reason that our bodies move and w- why we think and why we are, can talk right now on this podcast and through the internet is it's all energy in just like different forms, you know? Yeah. So like, why would the energy that lives within our bodies why would it die? You know, like, right. why would this be it? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think it's so important just for that too, like the study of like energy and science and it all kind of like, if you actually are listening, it actually does all go together. So yes, it's like so incredibly cool. So I, yeah. I think that that's it's just in healing. And like, I think that, and I saw it with my husband. So he went to the medium after I went to her. I've added her. She was good. And she gave him more healing in a, I don't know, maybe it was an hour and an hour session than he probably could have gotten in a year's worth of therapy. You know what I mean? It is so healing. It's so healing. And that is why it's important and it's okay. And that's the other thing too, is like, I did have one relative that was like, Oh, you're doing the devil's work. Like, I'm really worried for you and I'm going to pray for you. And I, kindly replied back there's no way because this is healing work there's no way I could be healing people if I was doing something of the devil or a fear or if you think about energy right there's no way you can do a low energy work to produce a healing outcome you just can't and there's just no way you can't do that so you know I just wish people would know that like it, it and don't be afraid because there's no way you can heal if it's bad for you. Marin, thank you so much for being here. One last question that I ask all my guests. Sure, sure. What can someone who's listening right now do in their daily life to open their door to their natural abilities a little bit more? This whole journey, I've been like, oh my God, I just wish there was like instructions. I wish there was an instruction manual because this is so hard because there's no instruction manual and you always have to go within, right? And that is so hard. But there is one thing through and through that every single person at, a, at every single avenue, every single expert has said that it's all in common. The one thing they say is to meditate. So if there's one thing you could implement into your life, it's to meditate, whether it's a guided meditation, a walking meditation, or just to simply sit there and listen to yourself breathe for 30 breaths, just do it. Yep. I agree. Any type of meditation that you can step into 
that anybody can step into and get at least like a little bit of a routine, even if it's just Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it doesn't have to be like every morning at 6am or whatever, but yeah. But again, thank you so, so much for being here and sharing your journey and so many amazing stories. You're welcome. Anytime. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you love the podcast and listen on Apple, please be sure to rate and leave a review. If you want more from Opening the Door, follow along on Instagram at Opening the Door Podcast. Have a question about psychic work or psychic development? Email openingthedoorpodcast at gmail.com and you might have your question included in one of our future Q&A episodes.